Hi there, I'm Dean Heskin, President and CEO of Swiss America. Thank you for tuning in to this most recent episode of our podcast, The Secret War on Cash. I've got my co-host, uh, as he's become Chris Agalestos with me today. Chris, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. You look fantastic. Oh, <laughs> I'll take Chris that. And I, Chris and I are both uh, uh, here in Phoenix, Arizona, which uh, Chris, I, we've been talking about this a lot. The day has finally come where our highs are getting to the 70s. Finally, we're no longer in the 100s. So it's downright was, frigid. That's why I'm, I'm wearing a little pullover today. You and me both. It goes from hell's gates to bliss. So thank the good <laughs> Lord for that. Well, Chris, thanks for being here again. Um, in this podcast, we're going to be discussing what has become an all too familiar topic, unfortunately, which is banks experiencing some sort of problem, maybe a quote glitch uh, and multitudes of depositors losing access to their money for an indeterminable period of time. And the reason I think it's important, Chris, that we cover these situations, these shows is that so people, those of you tuning in, those watching or listening, uh, they see that this is a real problem in today's banking system. It's it's literally becoming somewhat of a of a crisis, and the, the real crisis part of it, in my opinion, anyways, is that as this happens in many of the cases, it literally freezes people or their families' ability to gain or have any access to money. And many of these same people may have already maxed out their credit cards due to all the things we've been seeing in the news with. Uh, high, the, uh, higher cost of goods, higher interest rates, higher inflation, et cetera. But over the last few years, they've maxed those credit cards out. So they may have literally no means to get their groceries, their gas or payments paid, uh, all these things, Chris. And before I turn it over to you, in fact, I want to comment also on the, the fact that another reason I think it's very important that, that we are covering this, that for those who are tuning in and, and listening, why we're you know, continuing to bring these banking situations to light, you know, throughout the course of the day, I'm watching some form of financial news, literally throughout, again, throughout the entirety of the, of the day. And as these things are happening, most of the time, you won't even see a blurb about it on most of the news networks. And to me, banks freezing or glitching people's accounts across the country is far more relevant than how much money Apple made last quarter. There. I'm done with my yeah. rant, Chris. Tell us more about this. What happened, yes. Chase? So, uh, first of all, I, I love the way they use the word glitch, right? My my kids use that word all the time when they want a new iPhone. Uh, oh, sure. And I know they're full of it, right? It's not really glitchy, Dad. It's glitchy. I need a new phone. Um, but, I, you know, I don't expect that from my bank, right? Uh, and especially Chase, who's, you know, supposed to be one of the premier uh, banks out there. So it's it's certainly uh, concerning. And it is amazing to me how little you will see about this on the, the mainstream uh, news networks. You know, I mean, there, it, it doesn't take a whole lot of speculation to figure out that uh, obviously, you know, a lot of the networks and the financial system are, are closely, you know, tied together. But uh, over 7,000 complaints just in this instance so far, um, you know, people transferring money into their Chase accounts and, and the funds aren't showing up. So, you know, for the average person out there, imagine that that you're transferring uh, money from, you know, people were saying their PayPal accounts or or their Venmo accounts into their Chase account so they can spend the money, pay bills, and the money's just not showing up. 
right? So right. you're you're not sure where it is in in cyberspace, and I think until that happens to to somebody personally, um, even if they hear these stories, they think, oh, well, it's not that common. But again, we're hearing these things virtually every day, and uh, you know, of course, Chase says, you know, it'll it'll it should be fixed tomorrow. Uh, well, thank you. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, hopefully that's true, but. You got to keep in mind, too, this is Chase now who had um, 19 states in the country so far uh, accused them of uh, persistently discriminating and closing people's accounts. Uh, they had 16,000 ATMs in September uh, that, that stopped working. And now I hear this this morning that Jamie Dimon, the uh, CEO, has pulled $140 million of his own shares out of the company. Hmm. So, um, you know, now that that represents about 12% of his stake in the company. But what's significant is that it's it's the first time he has ever sold shares to this magnitude. So, um, you know, does that signal what's to come? I mean, I, I think it's definitely something we need to pay attention to. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, too, you, as you mentioned, like, uh, when this is happening, I mean, basically, you said like your your money is kind of in a state of limbo in cyberspace. Mm -hmm. And as you yeah. said that, I, I never really thought of it this way, but it, I, I envisioned like it'd be like sitting in a restaurant and having money in your wallet. And when you go to open your wallet, it's not there. And basically <laughs> you're left with the assurance that, well, I'm sure it's in somebody's wallet in this restaurant. We've, I'm sure we'll be able to find it. I mean, it's that yeah. it's really kind of interesting. I mean, when, when your money's like, if, if somebody opened their wallet and they didn't have their money in there, um, yep. you're pretty much, I, I think the average person would say, you know, that pretty good chance that money's gone, like gone, gone. Yeah. And yeah. how are you supposed to pray just, you get it back? Yeah. And, and when, when it's sitting in cyberspace, the assurance of it coming back, I don't, I don't know how we would get any assurance out of that. So, yeah. well, in the same vein, we saw another banking entity again, due to a glitch, also freezing customers' accounts. Mm -hmm. uh, in this case, it's Binary, which is the world's largest crypto exchange. And the reason I wanted to incorporate this article into our conversation is that even though many people tuning in right now may not be specifically involved in digital currencies, the banking industry, the, the same industry we were just talking about a moment ago, is mm -hmm. aggressively discussing a major shift from our traditional means of banking Meaning, you know, you have a company that has uh, branches, uh, ready, readily available tellers, uh, customer service rep to one that is a digital platform that basically has none of these things. And from the beginning, you know, of these digital currencies, this has always been a concern of mine. What if a problem like we were just discussing above with Chase occurs? Who do you call? Who do you go see? I mean, some might think or say that the FDIC, but even with the FDIC, quote, if they become involved in digital currency, are they going to help? I mean, right. Chris, the, these accounts that are being glitched or frozen today, right now, like again, Chase above, I haven't heard yet that the FDIC is quickly stepping in to make things right. I mean, do you think, Chris, these are, these are valid points or valid concerns? Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and not only that, you know, a lot of the people that are going uh, to crypto uh, or putting their money there, it's to get it out of the problems of the traditional banking system. Uh, and now here we go. You know, guess what? There's 
technical problems, you know, glitches here too. Um, but don't worry, they assured people that it's not permanent. So Great. everybody can just relax. Uh, don't worry, eventually we will get you uh, access to your money. But um, yeah, I think, you know, look, I, I, I'm not against people having money in different places. Um, but I, I do think, you know, the old adage, don't have all your eggs in one basket certainly uh, applies in these situations. And, uh, you know, you better have some cash on hand. And I, I really think people better have some gold and silver on hand too. And look, pray you don't need it. Pray that, that when this comes to your bank, uh, because it will eventually, uh, and you have trouble there, pray that they do resolve it and that it's not permanent and that the money doesn't just disappear. But if it does, what are you going to do if you don't have a backup plan? And I, I really think that's what a lot of people don't think about in their day-to-day -day lives. We're so busy just trying to hold things together, raise the kids and uh, pay the bills and, and get to the next day that sometimes we don't take the time we need to you know, be, be good boy and Girl Scouts and, and be prepared. And that's really what people need to need to do here. We're not you're, you can't make all the problems go away. But if you're prepared for a variety of situations, when something does come up, you're going to be much better off than than had you sat there and done nothing. Sure. Well, and, you know, it's a great point. I mean, it's not look, I know that these these reports we've done on this issue, they seem to be a little bit doom and gloom. And that's that's not the point. Uh, banking or some, some form of transacting is always going to be part of our life. Like you just mentioned, the key is, you know, being diversified. You had, in earlier episodes, you've talked about how you personally, uh, if you're in a position to do it, what you do is you keep, you know, a couple different accounts, different bank accounts, mm -hmm. one for your big stuff and then one for your kind of just day-to-day -day functionality stuff or things, mm -hmm. I should say. Um, yeah. And I, th I think that's smart. And again, like you said, cash. Uh, in addition to what you might have in your retirement account or equities, having some physical metals, diversification mm -hmm. is is really the key. So thanks for that, yep. Chris. Um, yeah, of course. Well, this about wraps this part of the the this podcast up, up I should say. Um, if, for those of you tuning in, you will see the hot links there. If you'd like to check out these articles on your own, please do so. Uh, you've also seen in the back uh, background there, we've uh, got a report, The Secret War on Cash. I uh, highly suggest that you contact our office at 1-800-289-2646 uh, or visit us online at www.swissamerica.com. Uh, ask for a free copy of The Secret War on Cash. Uh, it will discuss these issues and some of the things that have been going on and some of the things that you can do to prevent it. So with no further ado, feel free to comment. Uh, to hear more episodes like this, please subscribe. And lastly, follow us on uh, social media as we'd love to stay in touch with you. Again, I'm Dean Haskin, and this has been Chris Agalestos. Thanks for tuning in and look forward to talking with you next time. 